We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cover as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that we can with violence and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where as often as we can, we uh, meet, drink coffee and talk cults, new religious movements and fringe religious groups from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners as it will contain strong language. And as John promised us last time, we should have some more uh, content warnings. John? Um... Again, really, these are just content warnings for madness generally. Um, There will be uh, references uh, to terrorism uh, and pubic hair. But other than that, that's our warning list for uh, for the episode. So if you're offended by uh, terrorists or pubes, now is your (laughs) this is your exit. If terrorists with pubes are your nightmare, (laughs) as they are mine, switch off now. I only like my terrorists bikini waxed. <laughs> oh, it's going to be weird. One... At the very least. <laughs> oh no! Um, we hope you're all doing well. Uh, currently, as we're recording, we are in week um, ninety-two of COVID nineteen lockdown. I make that joke. I don't mean to make that joke. It's about week six or seven. Who knows? It could be week ninety-two one day. Um, but we hope you're all doing well, um, and that you're all. I don't know, not ill. What else can you hope for during yeah. this weird... We hope you're well and uh, happy with your uh, loved ones, etc. Um, and that you are keeping yourself sane during these uh, strange, strange times. And I'm really sorry, but in this episode, we're going we're gonna to indulge in the strangeness. We are also going to, uh, towards the end of the episode, talk about fucking coronavirus again, but only very briefly. Um, Yes. But yeah, let us let us take you away from the current madness, strangeness, weirdness, and uh, from some of our friends on Facebook and online unsubstantiated madness to a different world of strangeness and unsubstantiated madness. Hooray! That is part would... two of Happy Science. Mm. If you would like to join us on the Facebook, you can. We're at Coffee and Cults. We've got a little discussion group, I think. Uh, going on John's nodding we do um, and we're on Instagram and Twitter and you can email us at coffeeandcults at gmail.com if you'd like to if you would like to watch the videoed recordings of these episodes you can do that by subscribing to our patreon.com slash coffeeandcults um, or if you'd like to make a one-off donation to keep us in coffee during this pandemic you can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash coffee and cults um obviously we know some people uh, will not have the free cash to do that at the moment uh in which case please do not worry we are here putting out free content uh, no matter what or if you only have a little bit of surplus cash then uh, donate that to a cause worthier than us but if you do have some spare moolah please do uh, kick it in our hat uh, and then we can produce even more uh of this <laughs> of this what <laughs> may be so um I've got no idea what's going to happen this afternoon, listeners. So buckle in for part two of Happy Science. I've okay. got a feeling it's not all going to be happy. 
<laughs> no, but there are there are so many things I'm going to say out loud for the first time, Sam, that I think are going to make you very happy. I love <laughs> these ones. You, the listener, as well. Um, That's one so, of my favourite um, things about this podcast is sometimes you start a sentence and you're like, poor, this is never, ever something that I would ever have said before. <laughs> these words do not normally fit together in my mouth. Um, so we left Happy Science uh, in the early 90s, considering... Uh, their expansion plan, uh, inspired by their uh, founder and the publication of his first channeled books. Um, and we're going to move from there uh, over the last sort of uh, two decades. So in the early 90s, they put together a business plan, as all good religions have, uh, to recruit and to expand, to get even more members into uh, happy science. Um, to begin with, Sam, if you wanted to join Okawa's group, you would have to read at least 10 of his books Ooh. and write an essay about the theology contained within those books. That was wow. how you got membership into the group. Genuinely, that's more reading and writing than I did for my degree. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which in the long term would be more valuable? Who can say? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, then later, they changed that to a multiple choice questionnaire uh, with cash prizes. Oh no, that's when we would have joined, John. Yep. Uh, but now pretty much, as far as I can tell, because um, I nearly did it the other day to get their um, basic religious text, you can just pay some money on the website and it's pretty much, you're pretty much in. These days they claim they have about 12 million members uh, worldwide. Whoa. We'll come back to that as a uh, claim and they have temples all around the world uh, which they call happy science soldiers uh, or town squares of the soul or lighthouses shining light cool um, so you can rock up to one of those and join happy science um, if you do uh, you'll do a daily prayer regimen uh, called the dharma of the right mind um, and uh, <laughs> Perhaps for your uh, edification, listeners, I'll um, I'll put that in at the end of the episode. You can listen to that uh, prayer. I won't bore you with it this time. Um, you heard one of their other regular prayers in our last episode. Yeah. Um, you have to read Okawa's books, study his talks, and uh, go to workshops about his teachings and various talks. Um, you can take Buddha's Truth Exam every summer. Ooh which sounds in this age of isolation like a, a fun pub quiz idea on Zoom that your friend would come yeah. up with. Buddha's um, truth exam. That kind of sounds, it sounds like a, um, a euphemism. Pop your pants down, we're just going to do Buddha's truth exam. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Um, so that's fun. Um, you can visit their temples. You uh, meditate every day. That's um, nice. They encourage missionary activity. Um, never doggy <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that as well oh. <laughs> um, uh, community activity as well um, there's a bit of an emphasis on some uh, charity um, but they encourage you to go out and meet people and become Dharma friends Duh, Dharma friends Dharma friends are we Dharma friends John? definitely we definitely yeah. are and also sounds like a, a more religious version of uh, was it Dharma and Greg, the old American sitcom? Oh. I don't know, sorry. Um, and one of the central sort of bits of their 
teaching is their own particular version of the Buddhist eightfold um, path, which um, which you'll remember is stuff like right action, right thought, right speech, basically doing everything the the right and and nice and kind and loving. Um, A big part of their practice, though, Sam, is happiness planting, which again sounds like a euphemism. Happiness planting. <laughs> Just uh, take your trousers down and we'll get on with the happiness planting. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but it's actually financial donations. Um, uh, mm. All donations of your time and work for free to the group. Um, <clears throat> not only do you contribute to creating more prosperity in the world, but these donations also mean more spiritual wealth and virtue when you return to heaven. Let's all aim to become better angels of wealth. Basically, give us all your money and you'll be rich in heaven. The more money you give us, the richer you'll be in heaven. That's convenient, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it just? And also lots of sort of emphasis on, oh, well, if you don't want to give us money, you can just give us all of your time for free and work for the group as well. Time is money. Mm. Um, There are also various other um, ritual prayers and ceremonies called kingans. Um, Kingans. Uh, yeah. Um, like the Kinger from Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wasn't she the one with the wine bottle? She was the one with the wine bottle. That's a deep cut, isn't it? Um, no, I haven't thought about her and her vagina for oh. many, many years. No. And, um, I'm really sad that that's now back in my short I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just occasionally she she crops up in my mind. I think that's one of the first times I remember being truly horrified. Like, <gasps> horrified. Um, for American listeners who might not be familiar with late 90s British Big Brother. Early, early 2000s yeah. Big Brother. Um, Look it up. Google yeah. it. <laughs> Google it and thank us for, your, for the list that you end up on. Um, uh, there will be can... no list. <laughs> you will just be sad. Yeah, that, that's also true. Uh, you can also uh, do various prayers for uh, peace at home to seal evil spirits. Oh, um, you can uh, get prayers for success in business. Um, nice. Prayers to multiply happiness and virtue. Prayers by each develop. other or just by themselves? Just generally, I think. Okay. Uh, prayers to develop your destiny. Prayers to enhance your academic ability and prayers to purify your past. Okay, right, lovely. Some okay. prayers. Yeah, pretty much a, a prayer for uh, all season. Uh, and um, one of the sort of, uh, we'll just do some. <laughs> oh, this is going to be really confusing, listeners. I'm really sorry. Bear with me. Um, so I'm we'll just. To track, listeners go into some of their teachings uh, in a bit more detail. There is a law in the universe of constant change. That's one of the fundamental sort of truths of the uh, universe that we should be mindful of. Wait, um, it is or happy science say it is? Uh, happy science say it is. I mean, it's, yeah, things change. That is a pretty universal, okay, cool. That's a particularly original spiritual thought, but that's a, a key sort of thing in there. Uh, philosophy now here in my notes uh, I've written tell Sam a story about a turtle so I'm settling in listeners I'm just going to turn for the first time in our session to page 27 of 
The Laws of the Sun uh, by uh, Ryuho Okawa. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this story. Um, and this is his, in his book, he says, I, I would like to share with you a story about a turtle. Yes, please. Once upon a time, there was a huge turtle who lived on a tiny island. Being a turtle, he moved slowly. It took the turtle 10 minutes to move each of his legs. One day, this turtle wondered if there was an end to the beach he saw in front of him. So he set out to find out. Summoning all his strength and determination, he began to march along the shoreline. But no matter how far he walked, the beach still extended endlessly ahead. Undeterred, he kept going. Eventually, the exhausted turtle died, but he died proudly, believing he must have explored at least half the world. The next day, a fisherman found the turtle, carried it to his house on the other side of the island and cooked it for dinner. It took him less than 10 minutes to do the trip. The poor turtle had been walking around and around the sandy beach of this island, never noticing because the waves of the Pacific Ocean had been washing away his footprints. The end. Um, okay. What I took from that is the opportunity to draw a tiny island with a giant turtle on it. Oh, lovely. Look at his little slow-moving uh, yep. leg. Uh, we'll put that photo up on, uh, uh, on our socials for you to enjoy. I'll um, take a picture uh, of it now, because I'll forget. Um, Basically, uh, Sam, that is a story about how uh, believing in materialism is wrong because that makes you like that dumb turtle. Um, and instead, you should be uh, wise like the fisherman. But the turtle just wanted to travel. Poor turtle. He didn't come out of that story very well at all, did he? No, no. He just got, got nommed. Uh, pretty early on uh, it's not a great children's story I don't think but basically the point is the material world if you think that's all there is you're dumb like a turtle walking around an island what you need to do is know the truth eat turtles oh <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do my best listeners to take you through the beginnings of the universe according to happy science okay and uh, um, I'm going to use the word dimension a lot now that's a big idea in happy science, uh, but very much uh, like that quote from The Princess Bride. Um, I'm not sure that it necessarily means what they think it means. Right. Nice. <laughs> so bear with us uh, as we go. Um, so the universe's third dimension, Sam, which you'll, you'll know um, whether you're a turtle or not, is, is the universe we're in, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, came into existence 40 billion years ago. Mm -hmm. and um and the the primordial buddha um the sort of fundamental god um, is that like primordial ooze mm, very much so okay so god of ooze buddha buddha of ooze buddha of ooze um he's hanging around um from the beginning of time uh and he wants to to make more of the universe so a uh, hundred billion years ago he created the three-dimensional universe and then, Sam, the cosmic spirit of the 13th dimension was created. Oh. Um, where, did the, where did the nine in between go? <laughs> I, basically, there are lots of dimensions um, in the cosmology of happy science. Um, and 
I'll sort of just keep mentioning the new ones as they come up in my notes and do with them as you will. Absolutely. Shall I keep track? Shall I keep yeah. a little bit? You want to see how many dimension, what the highest dimension number we get to is. So he creates a sort of a version of himself, uh, which is the cosmic spirit of the 13th dimension. And he starts to build stuff like the Milky Way. Okay. And then 60 billion years ago, uh, the galactic consciousnesses of the 12th dimension uh, created the stellar consciousnesses of the 11th dimension. Listeners, I am skipping through some of the detail here a little bit, but the sense of confusion that you might be feeling is, is about right. It's also on my face. Uh, you can't see me unless you're on the Patreon, but I'm squinting and trying to write consciousness and it's difficult to spell. No. 53 billion years ago, yeah. uh, they began to create planetary consciousnesses, uh, including Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. And so that was finished about 40 billion years ago. And then there was the Big Bang, which then created matter and the three-dimensional universe. Okay. So like the souls of those planets were created first and then um, the Big Bang happened. And did the planetary consciousness have its own dimension or was that um, also a member of the 12th dimension galactic consciousness? So they were in... I'm understanding. (laughs) They were in the higher dimension and then as a result of the Big Bang, they then sort of manifested in the the third dimension. Oh, okay. Right. The exact timing, quote, of the birth of the first human soul in the greater universe is unclear. It is, however, unquestionable... Uh, unquestionably true that the three-dimensional universe first took shape 40 billion years ago. The first living creature appeared on the planet Venus. Okay. Um, And it was uh, (laughs) it was created via a 10th dimensional spirit um, who was put in charge of all the living creatures on that planet Uh, and his name was El Miore. El Miore? Very nice. um, so he starts making some some creatures on Venus, um, and they were half human, half plant, or half animal, half plant. Cool. Um, their upper bodies were lilies. So picture that, listeners. Um, they walked on two animal legs, and they had a thick growth of leaves on their backs, which supplied them with energy through photosynthesis. I realise that sounds like a fucking Pokemon, but that was the first. Um, three-dimensional living creature made in the in our bit of the universe as is my want listeners i am um, drawing it if sam if you could i mean that's going to be very appropriate for something i'm going to tell you later sam so if you can keep illustrating this episode that'd be good no problem give me two secs i'm drawing some leaves great Um, i'll just i'll just keep going hang on um so el miore uh, then creates some uh venusians who look like human beings uh, and they start to look like us, but they were much more intelligent. They had IQs of over 300 and they build a utopian society on Venus. But once they've done that, uh, you'll remember the primordial Buddha of the greater universe. Yeah. Uh, he, he, um, he, he calls El More up uh, and goes, the experiment with civilization on Venus has been a great success. It's exceeded all expectations. Perfect harmony has been achieved. Any further progress is impossible. 
tragically, a massive volcanic eruption will occur soon, making it difficult for you to live on this planet anymore. Oh, okay. So, primordial so, Buddha rings El Miore and then says, like, get off Venus. Mate, you're doing a great job. You're just about to achieve perfection in the universe. But sorry, bro, there's going to be a big volcanic uh, eruption and you will need to hop off to another planet quick. All these creatures? Oh, yeah, very good. Uh, well, those creatures and the advanced humans that have also been... Of course. ...created by that plot. So they say, hey, actually, why don't we go and make some new people creatures on Earth? Okay. I wonder why they lost this first draft, because, I mean, that would be a beautiful animal. Yeah, I know. I think that should come, come back, really. Uh, if you were going to name that animal, if you were uh, Adam in the Garden of Eden, <laughs> and that hopped up next to you, Sam, what would you call that creature? Well, I gave it kangaroo legs, sort of. I can't, I'm not a very good artist, listeners. What do you reckon? Like kangaroo legs, flower face, leaf back, uh, leaf, leaf back flower Leaf black flat. Oh, that's really hard to say. Yeah. Leaf back flower Leaf back flower Very nice. Um, so they decide they're going to, they're going to shift everything over to earth, but to sort of, make it a bit different from being on venus there are going to be two new rules the first rule is not everybody's going to be brilliant uh there are going to be uh advanced creatures and less advanced creatures to sort of mix things up a bit in terms of what can be made and then ooh, uh, the other rule is that they're going to limit the lifespan and introduce reincarnation so you get a chance to make yourself better as well. Okay. So then 600 million years ago, the three planetary spirits in charge of Earth um, created the Earth's ninth dimensional spirit world, invited El Miore over from Venus, and he became the first ninth dimensional being in Earth's spirit group. Um, I hope you're following uh, this. Um, yeah. And he brought all his Venusians over onto Earth. Into the ninth uh, dimension? Yep. Cool. And, and the third, I think. Um, and then he starts making all this other shit. And he does that just by thinking of like a mouse or a rabbit. And then they just appear. They just pop into existence um, on the earth. Like the Star Trek food thing. Yes. Very much like a replicator. I'm embarrassed that I know what that's called. At this point, uh, he decides that he needs a new name as the chief spirit of earth. So he calls himself El Cantare, which means beautiful land of light earth. El uh, Cantare. And you'll remember that uh, El Cantare, the singer, uh, will reincarnate later as Buddha and then reincarnate later as uh, Okawa, the leader yeah. of happy science. Um, so humans start doing their things um, and they're okay. Uh, they also create like guardian angel spirits on the planet that can hang around. So that's good. Um, and everybody's got like shimmering physical bodies that, that sort of produce white light. Um, oh, nice. And it's all quite nice. Oh, you'll like this bit. So all of these spirits um, that are hanging around, <laughs> he divides them into two groups, these spirits. He bestows the light. Can you see where this is going, Sam? He bestows the light of Venusian wisdom and courage on those on his right. Mm. And the light of Venusian beauty and grace, <gasps> those on the left. 
And that is how men and women came into being. <laughs> Does that mean I'm full of Venusian beauty? Yes, but you don't have any Venusian wisdom or courage. That's fine. I probably don't, to be honest. Um, and so those spirits then become who we think of as the Greek gods and Buddhas of time past. Okay. So um, then they decide they want to invite some other people from other stars. So some more ninth dimensional beings come, including Jesus, who's called Amor, who's from Sagittarius. Um, Confucius, then known as Therabim from Cygnus. Yeah. Uh, and Moira, uh, or Moria, now known oh. as Moses. Uh, I mean, I'm Moira just from County Durham, I don't know. Or uh, legendary British newsreader Moira Stewart. Moira Stewart. <laughs> oh, what so they, they show up um, and everything's kind of okay, but um, they're worried that um, people that aren't sort of used to the, the terrain of Earth will find it um, uh, a bit tricky. So they're going to they're gonna make that easier for them by bringing in aggressive spirits from other dimensions to come and hang out um and these uh, aggressive spirits from the uh Megaliot clouds um look like uh humans today except for their pointy ears and feline tails like avatar <laughs> very much like avatar right um, uh okawa is a james cameron fan as we'll get to you later on um, so those kind of creatures sort of become the royal family and leaders of Earth. Um, but some of these sort of high up spirits get a bit narky um, and they are banished from major heaven uh, and sent to minor heaven. <laughs> and uh, one of the beings in minor heaven uh, called Lucifer. Okay, yeah. Um, who was born in the third dimension. Uh, 120 million years ago under the name Satan uh, gets too obsessed with fame and material possessions and sensual pleasures. Ooh, abode of love. Abode of love. Um, and he starts a revolt against all the other spirits, um, changes his name to Lucifer and basically ends up becoming in charge of a dimension that becomes hell. Do you know what number it is? Um... It, I, it just says that it's in the lowest part of the spirit world. Okay, cool. So that's happening. <laughs> More spirits from other places are coming in. It doesn't say very much about where they come from or anything, but they're, okay. they're pouring in um, so that there are loads of these spirits all um, hanging around. Um, and then obviously we're familiar with them. Um, Alcantara being around and building sort of civilizations around this time. Um, two billion beings from Pegasus come to Earth. Okay. Um, great. So there's lots of, um, oh, there's an, here's another dimension for you, the posthumous world of the fourth dimension. Um, that comes in as well around that time. Um, I will stop this in a minute, listeners, but I think it's really fun to see how, how, how big this creation <laughs> myth uh, myth is i'll do a much shorter <laughs> history of humankind in a minute so basically they've got all these souls kicking about um and that's a bit tricky but also they um they sort of think that it'll be more efficient if people go through regular sort of cycles of of soul transformation rather than just hanging around so they want even more souls so they create a device a gigantic device Ooh. um is created by uh someone called 
Enlil, called a Pytron, and that irradiates your core spirit to split it into five branch spirits. So you have yourself, oh. and then you have five like other bits of you that have split off, uh, which will be important later on. But the problem is, because of that process, people tend to forget that they are pure souls originally, uh, and therefore they become more interested by material things and worldly desires and they have a much lower spiritual uh, sort of uh, existence and so they end up in hell okay um and they're so negative they're thinking negative things all the time mm -hmm. and that creates a big dark cloud around of negative thoughts around hell which means that god's light and truth the buddha's truth and light can't get into hell so they're stuck in this weird hell dimension but to keep themselves happy and cheerful and nourished they sometimes sneak up into our dimension the third dimension to mm. feed off our negative thoughts as well because they don't have any mm. uh light from the buddha instead um okay and at that point we'll pause we'll come back to the history of humans <laughs> great so i've got one two three four five six seven different dimensions written down so far cool very like good a, a chronological numbered list of them i'm just holding out to the camera here listeners but i'll pop a picture on the old instagram fab what i don't understand is that the 13th dimension seems to come in before the ones below it yeah yeah we kind of went third is us and then 13 down to nine and then to hell and then to the posthumous one great good so i hope that's um the hell dimension <laughs> hell Hell. Hell. <laughs> That's a handy uh, uh, notation. I'll um I'll put up a I've got a great um sort of comic book illustration of the nine dimensions up on the social medias so you can see those. So they sort of have this big confusing mythology that's a bit like the Bible and a bit like dare I say it Scientology and a bit like mm, some versions of mormonism and a bit you know it's a bit of this and that and this yeah. and spirits and dimensions and very alien based very yeah yeah of, very alien based and like not of this world but of another world yeah and sort of different levels of spirits and bad spirits and good spirits and spirits that interact yeah. um, and then those of us that are full of venusian beauty <laughs> and grace don't forget and grace i've never been graceful <laughs> um so then we get to and i'm going to go to my other uh, quicker notes because to do the next bit from the book would be torture for us all um okay, cool. but Thanks. i will later on listeners tell you the best way that you can absorb the origin myths of happy science and you will enjoy it very much then we get to sort of human civilization as we know it sam and we'll skip through uh, this fairly quickly uh, but we're going to talk Atlantis we're going to talk Lemuria we're going to talk Ghana we're going to talk all kinds of um, uh, oh. things so uh, hopefully I'm going to get this slightly in the right order Ooh, yes okay so um, there was a civilization 735,000 years ago uh, sort of around uh, Africa in the like the original mega continent of the world yeah um uh and that civilization was based on psychic and supernatural powers being developed by humans 
Um, and these people were tall, they were over six foot. Um, they had a third eye in their forehead that they opened when they were doing psychic shit. Like this spot that I've got. Very much so. But sadly, Sam, because you are a woman, you would not have had a psychic third eye in oh. your head. But don't worry. It's full of wombs, isn't it? Uh, it is, funnily enough, because instead you have a psychic womb. Oh, no way! <laughs> oh, man. Um, but these people um, uh, are sort of concentrating on that ability, but not a lot else. Um, and for various reasons, um, when they die, they end up in minor heaven, which is inhabited, <clears throat> according to the book, by hermit wizards and long-nosed wizards. Okay. And it's probably worth noting that uh, the megacontinent, we do know the sort of the last megacontinent before the sort of split into the arrangement okay. that we have now, uh, split about 175 million years ago rather than 700,000 years ago. But mm -hmm. what can you do? Uh, then there's a culture called um, uh, Mayubrum. Uh, I've probably said that wrong because my handwriting is poor. Uh, They're obsessed with agriculture, farming and food. And, uh, and they, uh, sadly, the, um, uh, the earth uh, tilts and they just get frozen over. They're actually where um, Antarctica is now, I believe. Oh, what, the Earth tilts? As in on its axis? Or yeah. does it mean it's a plate that tilts? Are we in that kind of group? Uh, no, the Earth swapped to a different uh, axis. Okay. Um, uh, I so think the, the globe Earth tilted. Yeah, 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 yeah. They seem to be, be globe heads. Mm -hmm. Research round Earth, listeners. Then uh, after that... Come back came... and tell us the stupid shit you found out. <laughs> Lamudia. Lamudia. Uh, they were obsessed uh, with the arts. They were very artistic people. Um, but then uh, there was a huge earthquake where, uh, quote, there it, <laughs> as it began, their chandeliers swayed violently <laughs> and then they sank into the ocean. <laughs> well, just had their chandeliers on the beach. What were they doing? <laughs> so the whole um, continent of that civilization sinks. Okay. Gone. Uh, so we've had a frozen civilization, a sunk civilization. Um, I think the other one sinks as well, and then they end up in minor heaven. Uh, then was the civilization of Mu. Mu. Or Mu. Um, they were light-based. They were uh, obsessed with the, the spiritual properties of light and everything being light-based. Uh, they built the first pyramids, but they grew to value science and tech too much, Sam. So although they believed that like God is like the sun and light is a good thing, they also were too scientific in their thinking. So they sunk into the ocean. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Then Interesting how a, 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 a civilization millions of years ago or thousands of years ago, sorry, could sink into the ocean and we could be recording a podcast over a webcam and also not have sunk into the ocean. Well, well, yet, Sam. Oh, uh, yet. Uh -oh. Um, then 16,000 years ago, Atlantis comes along, uh, led by the spiritual figure Kut Humi, Kut Humi, um, who teaches everybody that life is a form of energy like anything else. Um, yeah. uh, they reached their peak 17,000 years ago um, under Thoth. They, um, 
have airships that looked like flying whales and submarines that looked like killer whales. Right. Which is exactly like the Church of Kittens and the starships that look like B-52 bombers. Yeah. And they overvalue science and rationality. uh, And um, there are big religious revolts and massacres. And there are uh, devils uh, sort of win those battles. But then all the devils being around causes more dark clouds like in hell. And they slip into the sea. And you would have thought they would all get life preservers or something, just so they could bob along on top. You no? think they would learn anything from the previous? Um, so there's quite a lot of lost civilizations underwater around the Earth. Yeah, um, man. On the basis of this, that's a good few co- secret continents running around. Um, so then we move sort of into the sort of mythical history as we know it. Egypt comes along as a big sort of legacy civilization from all these previous ones. Moses comes along and does his thing as one of the key spiritual figures in this religion. Jesus comes along. Uh, obviously, his resurrection, Sam, was the materialization of his spirit body, not his physical body being resurrected. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Buddha comes along, and then sort of human history as we know it then then rattles on. Cool. Um, so from that very true, definitely provable version Absolutely. of history, yeah. <laughs> from those facts, follow these five other facts, Sam. Cool. One, each civilization has a rise and fall. Yeah. God and Buddha gives each one guiding spirits of light. Right. They reach a peak, and when they do that, evil rises to great heights, Ooh. and clouds of dark thought energy uh, absorb them until there is catastrophe. Sure. Four, wisdom and traditions get passed on, but each civilization also creates their new kind of values of their own. True. And five, uh, each offers humans soul training through reincarnation. Fine. Okay. They're mainly inoffensive. Yeah. So right now that means we're in the same situation, right? We love science. Social evils are everywhere, as are delusions. Evil is at a great height. Buddha's light can't always get through. So that means there's going to be more disasters and catastrophe coming to us like it did to all the previous civilizations. Is COVID-19 us falling into the sea? Who can tune in next time, listeners, to find (laughs) out? Because if our next episode comes out, we're fine. If not, this is... We fell in the sea. (laughs) Um, And he knows for sure that these disasters are coming, not only because he's God, but because he can see the fate of all mankind. That must be nice. And in that vision, um, what will happen soon is that we'll have big destruction uh, and then the new next big civilization will start in Japan. Sure, why not? America will sink into the sea. (laughs) Cool. In the year 2400, Jesus will come back. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, all of these old continents will will appear back out of the ocean. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And well, that all the countries will move closer together. Or it'll just, I imagine it like filling in the gaps between them. Yeah. Like some kind of Takeshi's Castle obstacle course. Just suddenly in the river between where you and I live, just another little town will appear. Yeah. Um, and then Moses will come back and, and that will be the next um, spiritual sort of age. Cool. Hopefully he'll pop around, then he can part the river so that we can walk to each other's houses. 
Yay! Although we might have died in the catastrophes by then, I'm not. We probably sure. will. We do love science. I do. I do. I really do. Um, Listeners, if you want to get John a little bit fired up, ask him about 5G. <laughs> he just looked at me like, you dick. We are reasonably inclusive in this podcast. We love you listeners, no matter what your own beliefs. Lord knows I probably believe some weird shit that you don't believe, but 5G is not harmful. (laughs) It's not going to hurt you. There is no evidence of that, unless possibly you were to hug a substation or... um, Or set one on fire and it falls over on you. That would hurt you. Or if you were going to cuddle that antenna... Uh, for fucking two weeks then you might get some harm but otherwise there is no ever the people on youtube are lying to you or talking out of their fucking ass <laughs> i told you listeners didn't i tell you it's so it, do, it doesn't even have a mechanism where it could cause you harm apart from through heat it's so yeah not conspiracy theory stuff i find interesting yeah go with it if you believe corona is about the cabal secretly arresting hillary clinton's demonic forces great have at it it's not going to rile me up but chemtrails and 5g make me furious <laughs> there is not even a crumb of something you could misconstrue as evidence it's so annoying <laughs> but it's not your if you if you've seen stuff that says it's harmful it's not your fault people are people are making shit up or people are misunderstanding the science yeah anyway We'll cut that. We'll cut back, that back to happy science, not angry science. science. Yeah, that would be my religion, angry science. So, in order to get through all of this, you need to open your eyes, abandon your attachments, be passionate, go through all the daily challenges of being a human, let your soul sparkle, um, make ah. use of your time, embrace your dreams and sense of purpose in life, have courage, and then basically believe in Okawa love him follow his example um in his book there's a hilarious um recounting of his school days which contrary to the information that we've previously said in this uh, episode he was just the top of everything he was the lead in the school play even though he didn't really think he could act uh he won all the awards he was top he was in the top 98 percent of all of his classes he was just the best yeah wow here's some just random bits of belief before we get into I- some of the real crazy 80% of illnesses are caused by spirit possession, by those evil spirits from hell you'll remember from earlier on. Right. And the disabled choose to be born like that to awaken love in others. Huh. Sh- right, okay. But what about people who become disabled after birth? Same, same, I imagine. They choose, to- wow. We're going to take a little diversion. So lots of this teaching that comes in comes from Akawa because he's God and Buddha. But also you'll remember that he can channel spirits um, and they can come and talk to us about the sort of hot issues of the day. Um, We've talked about some of the spirits that he uh, can and does channel um, in our previous uh, episode, but I'm going to focus on just two of them that I think are particularly worth uh, noting. Um, In 2013, Sam, yeah, uh, you will remember that former British Prime Minister uh, Margaret Thatcher passed away. Yeah, nineteen hours after her death, Akawa right. held a channeled séance press conference uh, so that he could speak to 
uh, Maggie um, and get some of her wisdom. And this is one of the big sort of coups of happy science. So like the London branch, um, even in the last year have been showing film of this seance um, in, at public events as like, come and find out what Margaret Thatcher thinks of Brexit in her ghost seance. Um, like um, when uh, Michael Jackson died, my partner James likes to tell this story. Uh, when Michael Jackson died, him and his friends recorded just him dicking around pretending to be Derek Akora. I'm like, oh, what do you want, Michael? And um, and then a few weeks later, or was it a year later? Is it a year later? About a year, yeah. About One year of the worst later, television Akora specials really, of all time. Yeah, really did the uh, thrilling Michael Jackson seance. Hmm. Oh, someone say hi to Quincy Jones for me. <laughs> so good. It's an amazing. If you can find clips of it, it's an amazing, horrible, horrible television yep. program uh, by the uh, the late great uh, famous psychic Derek Akora. Absolutely. Um, so um, yeah, so they they channel uh, Maggie. Right. Um, uh, her first uh, words when they uh, channel her is, "I'm still alive. I'm the Prime Minister, Dennis." Dennis! Give me the milk! Uh, which is the name uh, of her husband. Uh, yep. Although in real life, she mostly referred to him by his initials, DT. Um, so she got over that. But um, she was puzzled by being summoned to this press conference in Japan. <laughs> sure which, she was. Which makes sense. Um, but she shouldn't have been too puzzled about it. Because according to Akawa, she is an angel of light from the seventh dimension. Oh, no. Okay, that's going in the list. Yep. So she was a great spiritual figure that should be um should be uh, recognised alongside all the others. Um, Why here, her? I don't know. Um, she also said, "Yes, I'm the Iron Lady. I'm not very kind, and I have a short temper." She oh. also referred to herself as the Hot Iron Lady. Okay, but then surely part of that Iron Lady thing is because she was the only woman there and had to be. A stone all, bitch. She was a stone cold bitch, but also she had yeah. to be a stone. She wouldn't have got by any other way. Um, but anyway, she was really keen on um, on that. And then uh, uh, in this interview, they discovered two spiritual truths about Margaret Thatcher. One of which was her previous incarnation on Earth was as the uh, Iron Chancellor of Germany, Otto von Bismarck. Whoa. Okay. Right. Obviously. Sure. Um, but also that she was a male soul in a female body who was given sort of special dispensation in this incarnation to become a woman so that she could sort of advance, I don't know, women on the planet by being a male soul in a female body. Wow, cool. So happy science think that women need male souls to advance womanhood. That's one way to read that um, uh, that piece of information. Um, she had some other things to say uh, um, that socialism was evil and lazy, um, that she was actually also um, St. Michael. Right. Um, and that um, when she was asked about what Japan should do about their disputes with China, uh, she said, you must attack them, of course. Attack the invaders and destroy them. Huh. Sure. Um, and basically a big sort of thing of Akawa's spiritual teaching, but also some of his politics um, is that Japan has to become the last superpower. Uh, so when he channeled Nostradamus, uh, Nostradamus said, uh, Japan, quote, 
will slash the throats of the old eagle, America, and the exhausted red bear, Russia, and laugh at aging Europe. I'm a bit sad we don't get a cool animal um, nickname in this prophecy, Nostradamus. We deserve one. Um, and uh, Japan will use China as slaves uh, and Korea as a prostitute. Oh, that's not, that's not very nice. It's the first bit of sort of quasi-racism of this. Uh, Nostradamus. Um, Didn't I make that joke last time? <laughs> I think I made that joke last time. So that's some, some spiritual wisdom from uh, Margaret Thatcher. If you'd like to know more, you can, um, uh, you can uh, buy that book, uh, The Spiritual Messages of Margaret Thatcher. Really? Um, is that one yeah. of his? Ah, <gasps> no. Yeah. You can... Uh, Was I that will, one of the I'll sentences? I'll put a picture of it up on the... Right. Was that uh, one of the sentences that you didn't ever think you would say? The spiritual yeah. wisdom of Margaret Thatcher? Yeah. yeah. It's called something like that, I think. Uh, you can also buy the spiritual messages from the guardian spirit of Donald Trump. No, thank you. Because you'll remember that um, the Pytron split our souls into five bits. So that's how he can channel the like, guardian spirits of living people. So often like Obama or Putin or, um, or other people, we'll get to some later on, uh, yeah. can pop in and tell him what's, uh, what's really going on. I was just going to ask if he only channeled right-wing politicians, but then you mentioned Obama, so he does channel left-wing folks as well? Is it just to be racist and horrible to them? Um, often they sort of admit that they were wrong about their life's work, but... Right, there we again, go. We'll, we'll come back to that. Let's, um, let's switch it up a bit. Let's hear from the ghost of Freddie Mercury. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's... I didn't think I'd ever say... <laughs> You'll remember from the ghost of Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Uh, that she was a male soul born in a woman's body. Uh-oh. Spiritual research caused Akawa to realise if a male soul is reborn in a female body, force of habit might mean they're attracted to women. Therefore, hmm. early preaching from him uh, said that businesses and happy science businesses should welcome and value this phenomena. They should appreciate that the LGBT community is worth about four trillion pounds globally, uh, four trillion dollars globally. Sorry. Oh, um, so not that, not appreciate the LGBTQ community for being them for how much money they're worth. Pretty much, but like, yeah, do gay bridal businesses and gay weddings, fine, good. Right. But um, Okawa also uh, warns us gays uh, not to go too far, uh, and that yeah, we should basically. Um, uh, rein it in a bit so that the future of humanity wouldn't be endangered. So at one point he channeled Freddie Mercury, um, who, uh, as introduced by Okawa, was, quote, a gay man who had relationships with many men and women, which caused him to contract AIDS. Okay. Which is both problematic and a terrible instance of bi erasure. Um, yeah. As in the erasure of uh, bisexuality as an identity, not like a weird erasure tribute band. Don't get well, no, bi talk about Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to create a... Oh, I and can't. Like erasure I need like a bisexual uh, musician to join my erasure tribute band <laughs> and we can call ourselves bi-erasure. Um, anyway, so uh, back to Freddie Mercury's ghost. He tells Akawa that um, uh, he is doomed to wander the earth suffering um as a spirit um and the sort of the these 
channelings are great. He's behind a little table um, in this sort of palatial room with gold and flowers and things. And then there's like a little four or five person like journalist team that are all his followers who ask questions like it's a press conference. Wow, and very one fun. One of them goes, is that is that because you were gay that you can't get into heaven? What's what's going on? Um, and, uh, and Okawa reveals that uh, Freddie Mercury was religiously Zoroastrian. Um, so um, Zoroastries, his ghost, <clears throat> uh, comes along to tell them that gay is evil. Uh, but because Freddie Mercury's music was so good, um, instead of going to hell, he was allowed to wander the earth, but he's not allowed into heaven. Well, that all sucks. So that so literally what I said before is that they will take money from LGBTQ communities, but also believe that everything they do is wrong. Yeah. Some of the articles I read said basically because they're, they're kind of right wing basically as a religion and in their political wing that we'll talk about in a minute, their sort of calculation is always, how do we sort of split the difference a little bit? So how do we appeal to right wing people who are slightly socially liberal, but also get the, support of people who are much more conservative and so it's sort of by a lot of this thing that they're they're basically pretty homophobic um oscar wilde's ghost also popped up on another occasion right um he lives next door to jesus christ in nice. the life okay so he got to heaven then but he's also part of jesus um but that's because he had a keen spiritual life um and uh pure love um, and his advice to gay people is to think beyond sexuality. If you go for pure love for boys, that's fine, but leave the sex stuff out. Right. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to say. That's not very nice. Um, yeah. Those beliefs if, are wrong. Yeah, but also kind of confusing, right? There's lots of like, it's bad, but it's okay, but it's bad, but it's yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, for Freddie Mercury to have been only allowed to walk the earth but oscar wilde gets to live next door to jesus that's a very big gulf between those two situations it's almost like he just makes it up on the spot <laughs> oh, oh no look what he said but yeah so we've sort of we're getting into some of the racism some of the sort of homophobia some weird kind of gender it's quite archaic conservative gender uh ideas uh so they're exactly the kind of spiritual group that you would want to have established a political party in 2009, the Happiness Realisation Party. Um, Every time you say happiness, I just hear the word penis in it and it makes me giggle a little bit. I've never noticed that before, but now... Now you only will. The Happiness Realisation Party. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, I just did a gesture as if I was realising that I had a penis. And it was delightful. <laughs> Hi listeners. So as I was editing this podcast, I realised we were coming up to the hour point and we've still got so much more to tell you about happy science. We hope you're enjoying it so far. So I'm going to pause it here. We're going to leave at the uh, creation of the Happiness Realisation Party and pick up again next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, the new episode will be with you really soon. I absolutely promise much uh, less time than the last one. I'm sorry. If you want to get in touch, you can do that. You know all the places to do that. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just carry a pigeon however you like. Um, I hope you're staying safe and well. Uh, and see you very soon. I love you. Bye. We're going to talk to you. You have an issue. 
You are the Cosby Bee. I found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch.